0: and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I don't know where all the blood came from, but uh, it's spewing. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios.
1: TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami them, but let the games begin. Um,
2: Three uh, questions, uh, okay. one winner. It's cram session with Mackie, Judd, and Ronnie. That's right, twice a week at this time, Monday and Thursday. Jonathan Harrison has random questions that he arbitrarily hands points out for. It is cram session live from the Minnesota State Fair off Chamber Street. On the left edge of the grandstand, stop on by. Check out the merchandise booth. Open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Daily show us your Score North mobile app and receive a $5 t-shirt. And we are donating all proceeds from the All Arise t-shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald's House. And we now all rise for the (laughs) not-so-honorable Judge Jonathan. Jonathan. Rami's just offended this
3: competition for Arise. No, I'm good. Hmm, you sure? Comfortable. I Don't feel good like about it. it. You're All comfortable right. in your Ariz hood. Yes. <laughs> I feel really good about it. All right. So first question: We led the show with it. Andrew Luck, him coming, or him saying that he's retiring at the age of 29, came a bit out of the blue, a bit surprising to pretty much everybody. I want your Mount Rushmore of surprising sports news.
2: Wow. Does it have to be bad, or can it be good? It can surprise be anything. too? All right. Because I have mine. Okay. Uh, The first one, it was my introduction to modern sports in terms of player movement and the heartbreak that goes along with it. Jim McMahon being traded. I was a nine-year-old little kid who just wanted to be Jim McMahon. I had the punky QB mullet with the spikes. I'd wear the headband, the sunglasses. Just wanted to be Jim McMahon so bad. And I remember waking up and my dad showing me the paper saying that Jim McMahon had just been traded. Is there pictures of you in a mullet? Balling my eyes out. I'm sure there are pictures of me with a Jim McMahon haircut. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was a Jim McMahon haircut. Um, And then my last three are all Bulls related. As a Bulls fan growing (laughs) up, Uh, I'll start with the Derrick Rose torn ACL, the first one, uh, which was just the first of many, many injuries that derailed his career. And then... Michael Jordan retiring and Michael Jordan unretiring are my last two. So that's that's my four of the Mount Rushmore of surprising sports news.
4: This is a great question because I went through like four different permeations of notes on on this to come up with with it. But I decided for the most part that it was going to come down to things that I remember where I was when I found out because I'm always going – the luck thing, I'm always going to flash back to being at a Twins game and the person next to me saying – I think it was Seth goes – Andrew Luck retired. I'm like, what? It's like, dude, that's a fake account. And he's like, no, it's real. So anyway, uh, number one on on my list, I I was uh, about 18 or 19 years old in the Down in the Valley parking lot, about to go in and buy some cassette tapes in Wyzetta, when the news came that Wayne Gretzky had been traded to the Kings. Like Wayne Gretzky being traded is Babe Ruth being traded. It's this incomprehensible, you've got to be kidding.
0: In his prime.
4: Yeah, exactly. And it turned out to be great. For the league, but still at that time, I was like, "Whoa, that's huge. Um, number two is going to be I believe I was at the Mall of America. I think I was at the sports bar if you're called there was something called America's original sports bar yeah, it was yeah. a great sports bar <laughs> when uh, when the news broke uh, a the great sports bar in the mall it was this huge it had more TVs this is sort of this is before satellite were common and, okay. and all that so like you could go watch anything there it was it was outstanding you, at the by time. the way,
0: have you been to Mall of America yet since you moved here? yeah, okay. Two or three you times,
4: down. okay, yeah. Um, but that's when when news broke, um, not of Jordan coming back, but of him retiring. Which at the time you're like, "No, he's not. That's ridiculous." And I I don't think the baseball story broke immediately, but that's two. Uh, three is the North Stars, uh, the, the news that they were going to move to Dallas, which of course I didn't cry because I, I was in my twenties, but still you're like, "How is Minnesota losing its National Hockey League team?" That was huge. And then I'm not going to put Favre in because the Favre thing took so long to play out that by the time he came back, it wasn't surprising.
2: Yeah, by the time it was actual yeah, news. Yeah, it
4: was just this whole, he's going to go in and blah, blah, blah. So I'm actually going to go off the charts a little bit. I was at work when this broke, and I believe it was an AP news alert at the time, one sentence, and you're like, uh-uh, this can't be true. Barry Sanders retiring. Just like, and then he just left the country. But Barry Sanders retiring at what, the age of 29 or 30? I think 30, but still. He was Barry Sanders. Yeah. So yeah. Gretzky, Jordan retiring, North Stars moving, Barry Sanders.
0: So uh, we, we all have one overlap, Jordan retiring. If, we're, if, we're, if It's a Mount Rushmore and we have four items. I, I, I can't, and I grew up, my, my fa- I had family from Chicago, so I grew up a Timberwolves fan, but like they were so bad in the 90s until Kevin Garnett and Stefan Marbury got there that I actually grew up more of a Bulls fan in the early 90s because that was kind of my secondary team. So Michael Jordan retiring was devastating to a... A, what a nine, eight or nine year old Phil Mackey. Number two, the OJ Simpson arrest and one. chase, and that's a good one. You're watching the NBA finals. They break in with their with like Dan Rather or whoever you know the national news anchors, and it's OJ Simpson. And for me as a kid, I didn't watch him when he played because I was born after his playing career was done. For me, it was like one of the biggest NFL commentators. And I'm thinking, well, is he like not going to be on TV this weekend? Like, what is? Well, it was summertime, but. Uh, but you get my point. Number three, this one is both personal and also on a national level. Dale Earnhardt dying at the Daytona 500 in 2000 or 2001. Judd knows this about me. So I have family from the lacrosse, Wisconsin region that is all in on NASCAR. In fact, my uncle has been uh, for years, off and on, for 30 years, has been a Saturday night. Stock car racer at Lacrosse Motor Speedway. And so I grew up on NASCAR. And Dale Earnhardt was my favorite athlete. Dale Earnhardt. I had Dale Earnhardt posters. Little Dale Earnhardt mini cars. I had a... You guys ever have those little uh, pedaling big wheels when you were kids with the two wheels in the back oh, yeah. and the one in front? And Mine was awesome. I had a black one because Dale Earnhardt, right? And oh. he died. I didn't go to school the next day. I was so sad that one of my childhood heroes died. I couldn't go to school the next day. And number four... Manti Teo getting catfished. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that one of the most... This is like Heisman Trophy candidate. That was bizarre. Notre Dame, high-profile guy, going to be an NFL player, best linebacker in the country... And he gets catfished
2: by by the way a fake internet. Can I just say, to this day, I still don't understand catfishing from right. any aspect. Like, I don't understand the person doing the catfishing. Like, what's your end game? <laughs> I don't understand how people get catfished. Like, have, have you never- watched the show now? Though no.
4: Okay, I, if you watch the show, you understand. But you've never a met this
2: person, and yet you think you're in a relationship with them. Yeah. How? Yeah. It's super weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's super um, weird. So that's why it's it's
0: on my Mount Rushmore. Watch the show. Man, the, got catfished.
3: The thing for me that makes it even more bizarre is who broke that news? It was Deadspin that came out with this giant story that they That's right, researched. Yeah. It's one of the few that they actually do research on. They did research on it and like, found all these people who were like, yeah, the dude got catfished. And it was like, it wasn't ESPN. It wasn't Sports Illustrated. It was Deadspin. And I was like, what? It's amazing.
0: What is this? Uh, two honorable mentions. Magic Johnson having to leave the NBA because yeah. he was diagnosed with HIV. And Aaron Hernandez murdered a guy.
2: That was pretty yeah. crazy. You know? The uh Dale Earnhardt thing, my memory of that and this sounds kinda crass now looking back on it, but I was I was a teenager at the time. I remember my mom was shopping in a mall and uh, there were rumors that the Cubs were about to pull off a trade for Nomar Garcia Para, and I was like, I'm staying in the car. I gotta <laughs> I gotta listen to sports talk radio and see if this Garcia Para deal goes down. The Garcia Para deal goes down And, like, not even ten minutes later, the Dale Earnhardt news broke. And that's all they were talking about on the Sports Talk radio station that I was listening to. And I'm the opposite of Phil. I have no NASCAR in my blood, just nothing. I was just like, like, this is terrible that the dude died. But, like, the Cubs just traded
3: for Nomar Garcia. (laughs) Can we get back to Can we
4: talk about Nomar a little bit? Let's get back to the Nomar talk. (laughs) Nomar! (laughs)
3: <laughs> Phil's going to get the point here because he mentioned the Manti Teo story. That one is still the most bewildering to me. It's I just remember sitting, weird. sitting at home and reading that entire thing. I'm like, what? Is this real? This He's can't be real. good-looking guy, star linebacker. And it was before the national championship game, so you had all this playing into it. It's like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, they got beat like 41-14 to 14 or something yeah. by Alabama in that game. That's the game that, that we yeah. watched with Chris Long, right? Yeah. It yeah. Was when Chris yeah. used to live downtown, we, yeah, he didn't we rent. Long. So Chris Long and I, huge Notre Dame guys, and we had right, Notre Dame's back on top. I think top. you took
4: it better than Chris did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> national, national championship game. Rent out the theater in this apartment complex. Cater in food. We were watching Monday Night Raw after the first quarter. It was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Let's watch wrestling.
3: <laughs> All right, so Phil gets the first point here. Fill in the blank for the second one. I've now seen the Vikings play three preseason games, and I think they'll win blank.
4: Judd? I'm going to stick with what I think my prediction was um, in one of the iterations that we did on the schedule after it was announced. I, I'm going to say 10 games. I think they win 10 games. Um, the passing game concerns me a lot. The offensive line I have serious questions about. But, you know, the defense should be pretty good, and, and the run game I think is going to be better for sure if Dalvin Cook stays healthy. So I think going to 11, I'd have a tough time getting that high, but I'll say 10 games.
2: I said eight or nine games before the preseason started, and I'm sticking with eight or nine games, but I also did say the one thing that could drastically change that for the better is a healthy Delvin Cook for 16 games, and we saw why I said that on, uh, on Sunday night, with an or Saturday, excuse me, with an 85-yard touchdown run that he kind of made look easy and did everything that you want to see a running back do on an 85-yard touchdown run, made people miss. Shook off some tacklers who seem to have a hold on him. If you can get that guy for 16 games, who I was on Twitter this weekend watching people say Dalvin Cook is better than Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, name a running back when Dalvin Cook is healthy. That
4: last cut he made on that run to put it was for a, a guy his size was phenomenal.
2: Because I don't see drastic improvement from Kirk Cousins. Maybe a slight improvement. I don't see how this defense moves forward. Another year older and Sheldon Richardson leaving in the off season. For them to be much better, it's going to be a healthy and effective Delvin Cook for 16 games. I'm not ready to jump on board that that's going to happen because he had one good run. That doesn't mean he can stay healthy for 16 games.
0: Yeah, I tend to use the preseason and and spring training in baseball to sort of uh, to disprove what my theory was before, right? Because right. I don't think you should have drastic alterations. I don't think you should... I don't think you should have them at eight wins and then see what they do in the preseason and say, oh my God, 11 wins. But I do think you can say 11 wins, which is what I said earlier this summer, see a couple things happen, injury here, whatever it is over there, uh, and and reduce it. So nothing has happened in this preseason so far to make me come off 11. So I'm going to stick with 11, and I think it's because of what Rami said about Dalvin Cook. They've got two of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and they've got Kyle Sloater. And because they have those things, I see the Vikings finishing eleven and five. Mm-hmm. What? What do you mean? They've got Kyle Slowder.
4: Ronnie, you get the point here. I was gonna give it to Phil Appreciate until it. he mentioned Kyle Slower Thank here. Just, what do you mean? What? Wait, yeah, what? Kyle no. what did he get the point?
2: I said Delvin Cook. No arguing with the judge.
3: He will hold you in contempt. Yeah. See <laughs> if <true>. I care. <laughs> I, I agree with Rami just because I said eight wins at the beginning of the, the training camp. It's just I don't see this team beyond 500 unless Dalvin wow. Cook is inju- injury free for the whole season. If we get what mm. we saw on Saturday for the entire season, then yes, it's going to be more than eight or nine wins.
0: By the way, I uh, I dove into Kyle Sloter Twitter unbeknownst. Oh, oh, yeah. why did you, oh and man.
3: Why would you do that? Why to did you
0: do that? A couple claws in.
3: I could, Again, that's Honestly.
4: That'll do it. Like, I, do, I dove in briefly to make a statement about about the fact, you know, uh, JDB, uh, McLeod Bethel. T- but then I got right out of the pool. Like, I was toweling yeah. off. People were like, bleep you. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm toweling off now. I'm toweling off. I'm going out. I'm going to the bar. See you later. Yes, man, if
0: you want to sit there and debate who the Vikings' backup quarterback should be, I, whatever. Like, I'll, I, I don't. I don't know enough about what happens behind the scenes in meeting rooms and practice. So I just, if we're backup quarterbacks, I'm going to trust coaches. But I had people up in my timeline saying, Kyle Sloater is better than Kirk Cousins. Yes, and that's when people. you need to delete your account. I saw okay? those people. Stop. Yes. So you really think that you think that there's, there's 31 other NFL GMs sitting out there that don't know that the 15th best quarterback, if you think he's better than Kirk Cousins, is just like well, third you know on what? a depth chart.
4: Come actually, on. Actually, your, your question would now be answered immediately because if they're right and you're wrong, the Indianapolis Colts will send you a first-round pick Correct. for Slaughter today.
0: Yes, 100%. Like that, like that will just happen. Yep. If Kyle Slaughter it's is better. as good or as his, post-season perfor- his preseason performance indicates, the Vikings will get a high draft
2: pick
4: from because the Colts right now.
2: If you're a high-quality quarterback, the NFL will find you, which proves me right about Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Oh, stop. (laughs) Let's go to break.
0: All right, where are we at here? Cram session. We're two questions down live from the Minnesota State Fair. Mackie and Jeff with Rami on Score North. And real quick, before we dive into question number three here. Score North is live at the State Fair from now until Labor Day. The sun is shining finally today. It's just been a monsoon for like the last six hours. But you can find on a daily basis on weekdays and on Labor Day, the Score North Twin Show at noon, Purple Daily from 2 to 4. If you miss Purple Daily today, go find Purple Daily wherever you find your favorite podcasts. A super fun show today with both Sage Rosenfels and Brooks Bollinger. It was a journeyman quarterback gathering on stage here today with the rain pouring. And Mackie and Jubb with Rami, that would be us from 4 to 6 p.m. You can find us off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Jonathan, where are we at here? We I are, got the first point, and somebody else Romney Rami got the second, the second point,
3: point. Okay. so Judd still needs a point tied up, and I hope that doesn't happen because I didn't prepare a trivia question. Yeah, it's but not, not going to happen. I'm completely happen. bleeped now because of this.
4: <laughs>
2: He's checked out. He's sitting here reading the paper. He's barely <laughs> yeah, even paying geez.
4: attention to you.
3: I'm reading box scores from Sunday, okay? Again, I'm not surprised by that fact either. All right, slack. so I'm making you a professional athlete for a day. You get to have one of the greatest mo- or sports moments from history as yours, but you have to retire right after it, so you only get this one moment in your career. And then you retire, so that's how you're remembered for the rest of history. Which moment are you choosing as yours? And just to clarify, is this a moment that, that has happened? Yes. That's what I was going okay. to ask, too. Yep. We An can't actual actual make up No, one you can't make probably. one up. It's one that has actually right. happened.
0: Okay. Um, I, I got one, if you guys want it. Yeah, go ahead. You guys know who Nick Walenda is? Yes. The tightrope walker yeah. guy from the the famous Willenda family of yeah. tightrope yeah, walkers? Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Which I, be- I believe like half of them have died hey, ta- while yeah. doing yeah. their... They're tightrope walking? Are they
2: really that good at it, then? I'm just kidding. Go
0: ahead. I mean... (laughs) Your family has an inner ear problem. (laughs) Nick Walenda, live on a delay... Bad choice. (laughs) ...on the Discovery Channel five years ago. He tightrope walked without a net or a parachute or anything, the Grand Canyon, in jeans. That's what I would do. Skinny jeans? I would tightrope walk... The Grand Canyon. It has to be in jeans? In jeans, just to show off. Like, I'm not going to wear I'm not gonna wear like, athletic pants. But, I can do this in jeans. <laughs> Skinny jeans, though? Like, no, super tight? Like, boot cut jeans. Boot cut jeans and, like, a tucked in button up shirt and a big, uh, one of those balancing sticks. I didn't, ex- I, I, I didn't I would, expect
3: that, Ron. I would tightrope walk the Grand Canyon. Given, given one of the great moments retire. in sports. You didn't expect that. You know, I didn't expect that. Bobby
4: Thompson, that. 1951. Giants win the pennant. Sure. Phil <laughs> takes the Willander yeah. family.
2: I have a couple in mind. My first instinct... I got a chance
3: for this point. (laughs) I put my newspaper down. I started looking up a trivia question. My first instinct (laughs)
2: is... (laughs) My first instinct is just homerism and my Cubs winning the World Series, and I, I would have liked to have been Anthony Rizzo catching that last out from Chris Bryant throwing across the field. But is there anything cooler than hitting a home run to win a game in the World Series and Kirk Gibson... Jogging, well, limping around the bases and fist pumping as as he rounds second base, like that was, I I can trace back my baseball fandom, and and my diehard passionate baseball fandom to that moment and that World Series right there. Even though my team wasn't playing in it, High, you will you will be hard pressed to find higher drama. Then Kirk Gibson, on one leg, and really half a leg, both of his knees were shot at that point, on one leg coming in and hitting a game-winning walk-off home run in Game 6 of the World Series. You
0: know what, it meant, what it would have made that moment even cooler? If he was if in blue-cut jeans. If he was
2: jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I w- could picture Kirk Gibson doing that, too. Like, cut off jean shorts. I
1: picture Kirk Gibson doing shorts. Oh, George if they're that's the best. If he
4: had only hit a white claw out of the ballpark. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to say the, the moment that I was picked, I, pick, I was actually too young to follow sports at this time, but I've seen the replay and the picture a thousand times. Bobby Orr against the Blues to win the Stanley Cup, flying through the air and scoring that goal, and then crashing to the ice. And in perpetuity, that moment is caught by a fantastic photo of you basically celebrating... As you're midair after batting the puck in. So I I would go with the Boston Bruins, despite the fact I'm not a Bruins fan, and Bobby Orr's goal because it was caught with such great uh, camera work and, and the moment lives on forever and ever and ever. Therefore, I'm retired, but I won't be forgotten.
3: Is this a Judd athlete challenge? That he reenacts this moment, we might have. To. That's you know, mainly the reason why I brought up well, this question. I want a, to see what it's he a choose. better.
4: It's a better idea than me being hit <laughs> by a former National Football League linebacker. I think they're both good ideas. No? no, no, You can be hit by uh, by okay. Pete. Okay, you take the hit from Pete.
3: <laughs> can I wear? The... I'll be happy
4: to do the hockey play.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to go Rami here. Just hitting a home run, Game Six of the World Series. On this is my greatest win. sports moment. This right is here. your greatest you sports co- moment. You couldn't yep. find a trivia question. I have one ready. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. No, sure. it's Rami. Rami's going to win the point All right. here today. Thank cool. you, sir. All right. Rami Sorry, no, wins. No bootcut jeans are winning today.
0: Rami wins the cram session, which you can find yeah. every Monday and Thursday <laughs> on this show at 5 o'clock. That was an expanded cram session. So now that we are, are out of Players Weekend and we're and we're done with the black uniforms versus the white uniforms. And by the way, the Yankees and the Dodgers put in a request earlier this year knowing that they had a three-game series on players weekend. Can we just for one of those games where the classic Yankees and Dodgers uniforms they were rejected by Major League Baseball. I actually I'm in the minority here. I like the uniforms. I don't hate the uniforms like everybody else. It's one weekend out of a six-month season. I like the idea. It's baseball trying
4: something. The execution was awful. Those uniforms were brutal. Last year, I didn't like them all, but I I like the idea. This year, though, did you really like the black and the white? I was fine with it. I
0: didn't didn't love it. But I was, you know, I, I think baseball needs to try stuff. And here's, let me just go on a soapbox for a second. All of us here at this table, live at the State Fair, love baseball, right? Yes. Baseball is, is my favorite sport, and I think it's Rami's favorite it sport. It's Judd's, one of Judd's two favorite sports. Hockey's right up there, okay? And all three of us are in lockstep saying that baseball, in order to continue to thrive long-term, has to look at the way they've been doing things in the past and try new stuff, change stuff, be more open-minded to things. And if we're going to push them to be more open-minded and try stuff, they're going to whiff on stuff, too. So I guess to, to rephrase, I like the idea of trying something. Let's Let's try and cater to the players in a certain way, or make the uniforms sort of out there and intriguing for a weekend. And if they whiff, that's fine. I'm okay with them whiffing. I want them to try stuff.
4: Here's my problem quickly. My problem is is when Rami's Cubs played the Pirates in the Little League Classic, they came up with jerseys that were super cool. Like you might have said, I don't like them, but you didn't say, that's uh, that's an eyesore. I thought the idea was great. And then to come back, what, two weeks after that with all white and all black, it's like you had a good idea. Like, yeah. if, like if you had played with that, that Cubs idea for everybody, it would have been really, really, and I'm not saying the world would have liked it, but a lot of people like me would have been like, good effort, that's a great try. To me, this was just a lazy, hey, well, let's just try and sell. All white's gonna... You look like John Travolta and Stan a lot. You know, yeah, and the, the and Twins full the paper the
0: doing the, uh, the Backstreet Boys Millennium cover spoof is pretty hilarious. that nah, was pretty funny. Sergio right. Romo. That's pretty
4: funny. I love, <laughs> I love Sergio Romo in that. But I, that's, my point is they had a really good idea a couple weeks before that, and then I was, I was really disappointed with what they came back with.
2: And the All Blacks, it just looked like a bunch of umpires out on the field. Like teams were shifting, and you couldn't even really tell where teams were oh, shifting if yeah. they were in All Black because there was still an umpire or two on the other side of the field. It was just weird, and I agree with you, Phil, and especially when they're going to have Players Weekend every year, which and they're not going to roll out the same uniforms for Players Weekend every year, so they've got to come up with some kind of new design every season, and yes, yeah, some of them are going to miss, but I agree with what you're saying in that to to get people other than you, me, and Judd, the hardcore baseball fan, to get the get the person who's either a casual fringe fan or the person who's not paying any attention to baseball right now at all, the kids scrolling through Instagram here out here at the state fair, you need to somehow find a way to get those eyes and those ears on your sport and actually have them give a damn and I, they're going to miss sometimes. I thought this was a miss for the most part. i can't see a lot of people walking around in all white jerseys, maybe all black i I really like the all black hats that that's one part of it. That, that I did enjoy this weekend or that I, that I actually would go out and, and buy or wear is the all-black hats, but I thought that the uniforms just missed. The problem with the all-white uniforms
0: is guys like Nelson Cruz who pine-tar the hell out of their bat and then grip the pine-tar with their batting glove and then touch the, the, the front of their helmets. so now the front of the helmet's got a big brown stain on it. His shoulders has got a brown pine tar stain on it. His back has a pine tar stain on it.
4: I think the rule of thumb, and, and this goes for what we saw this weekend and for the new Twins Blues that, that they wear, I think the rule of thumb should be really simple. Can fans read the names and numbers on the back? And if you can't, I don't care if you're 16, you're like, I can't see the number or the name. Like, your eyes, it's not like... That's a fair point. So, if so, you're going to put
0: weird nicknames on the back, yeah, at least you'll be able to
4: read it. Let's see them. And last year, as I said, I, I don't know that those were, were a hit to everybody, but I really appreciated the attempt there. And this time, I'm like, it's just you just missed completely.
0: I mean, lucky for Jose Barrios, maybe fans couldn't read his name coming off the, uh, the mound on Friday night. He
4: was certainly not a machine on Friday night, that's for sure.
0: La Machina. La Machina. Actually, did you guys on the Twins show or, or even earlier uh, when we were about to get Cal on the phone bring up Roycey's Johan Santana tweet? Did, no, did you guys get not. into
2: this at all? Oh, I did, yes. this. Okay, you did. I brought that up on the Twins show today, I yeah. mean,
0: that is so I, I have been Jose Barrios's number one supporter since he was in A Ball. And I told Judd the story. I remember when I covered the Twins beat for three or four years, and Jose Barrios was drafted in like 2012. And I remember I was on one of those chain link fence side fields during spring training watching a B game with young minor leaguers, and I was standing next to Rick Anderson, who's now the Tigers pitching coach. And, oh, jeez, what a headache. <laughs> and, and we were watching minor leaguers. He looked
4: great in all black, by the way. He did.
0: It's, Rick, a, it's a slimming Rick, effect. Rick yeah. look, looks <laughs> like he
4: weighs about 125 in all black. Gardy
0: looks great in the all black as well. And I'll never forget, he told, I said, of all these young pitchers that the Twins are bringing in, hard-throwing guys, who's the one to watch? And he points out, he goes, this guy, Jose Barrios. He's got three pitches, he's got command, he works his ass off, he's got makeup, he's everything. And he does have all those things. But we've been comparing him, wishfully thinking that he could be Johan Santana. And the biggest difference between him and Johan Santana isn't necessarily... Like, Santana had a better up, but it's but there's not as much of a stuff gap between the two guys. It's when Johan didn't have his best stuff, or when Johan was grinding out a month or a game, he went to another level mentally and was able to still give you seven and ten strikeouts and two runs. And Barrios goes into these prolonged slumps for a month, August, right? He goes into these these innings and these stretches where he just can't snap out of it, and there's a, just a certain chip missing with him that I don't know if he can get. I don't know if it's organic and it's just in you or it's not, or if he can find it because he's still only 25 years old. Yeah. But it's really frustrating to watch him give up that grand slam on Friday night to one of the worst teams in baseball that's booking tee times for October don't, already. Don't
4: you guys think, because to th- that point, there are some guys who get to a stage in their career and you're like, this is him. It's not going to change. Like, this is him.
0: I don't he, think he's there yet, by the way.
4: I agree with that. I, there, there's something, and, and this is why I like the fact that, that after he bolted, um, before he talked to the media on Friday, that the Twins came back to him on Saturday and said, you need to talk here. Um, I think he's maturing still. And so I'm not convinced that this is, oh, my gosh, you just can't succeed uh, in o- August or September. I, he's I a get, kid still. i got to give him a couple more years before I say, boy, he's really good, but he can't fulfill that potential. And, and I like the fact that the club is being proactive here, too, by saying all of these little things count, too. You, you are too good to just say, well, that's too bad. I think you're, you're going to be a three or four, which I know that there are fans now saying that. I'm not there yet either. I really do believe that there is another corner for him to turn. If he's successful, I don't know, but I think it's there, Rami.
2: Am I the only one who doesn't care or doesn't think that it's a big deal that Jose Barrios or anybody else either doesn't show up to talk to the media or gets up and, and walks away while talking to the media after a performance like that? It bothers me none. I said it when Cam Newton got up and walked out after his Super Bowl, or right. during his Super Bowl press conference. I got into it with people on Twitter when Giannis got up and walked away from the press conference when they were eliminated from the playoffs by the Raptors. That doesn't bother me. That's human emotion. Sometimes guys are so upset that they just don't want to talk. Find me a person who has never been so upset about something, whether it's personally or professionally, that they just did not want to talk about it. I'm not going to blame a guy or hold it against a guy or make a big deal that he was a human for a moment.
4: With star players, it bothers the team
2: yeah, I don't understand f- why. Was,
4: because they expect more. Because you you are always going to be held to a standard that you have to understand. I don't know why and we... Barrios doesn't get that yet. And and but that's why I like the fact that the Twins came back and said you need to do this. They didn't just say oh that's fine. Listen, if Barrios is destined to be a four or five, and he walks out of the clubhouse, yeah, that's that's not great. But I don't think that, that the Twins care. I do think that when it comes to star players or or fill players that are perceived to be stars that teams do care because it comes with a package of responsibilities that might not a- always be fun but if you can meet those that's how i think you ultimately meet your greatest successes as,
0: as long as it's not about media being offended and you know and that, i hate when it becomes a righteous media thing and by the way
4: on friday he would have been a bad quote so to me it's not has nothing to do with with oh he didn't talk to yeah. me if, i don't care i think it's a good perception from the team though to say more is expected of you, and that's fair because you have a chance to be really special. But,
0: if, but when we go down the more is expected of you path, if I'm ranking, okay, let's use more, more is expected of you, Jose Barrios' umbrella for a second, mm-hmm. the thing that takes up the most space under that umbrella is you hanging that breaking ball right over the middle of the plate in that situation sure. against that team. Absolutely. That, that's what offends me, not the fact that you didn't answer questions about it. Don't throw that pitch. Why are you throwing that pitch in that spot and giving up that well, he hung slam? It. He don't, hung
2: it. Yeah, don't hang it. Like okay. you're the, you're the ace of the staff and it's the tigers. All you right, can't hang that pitch. No, I get it. I get. It. You're disappointed in his performance. I just don't know what he was going to get in front of a microphone and tell you after that that was gonna that was gonna make everything okay.
4: It's an, it, it, in the team's mind. It's an accountability. It's not what he's going to say. Like we don't care what he could get up there and say. I'm disappointed. I goofed up. I feel bad. See ya. Yeah. And I think the team would say that's fine. It's an accountability factor that he that it, it's all about. Can he turn that corner and become this guy who is mentally and physically an ace? And the answer right now is he's not. You know who doesn't hang that pitch?
0: A man wearing bootcut jeans should have been wearing jeans, gentlemen. <laughs> Nick Valenda style.
2: I next just, next year, players' weekend jeans, jeans,
0: <laughs> bootcut, skinny, skinny, whatever style you skinny want. Je-
2: they got to be skinny jeans
3: <laughs> with stirrups. Could you imagine Evan Gaddis in skinny jeans? <laughs> No, stop. <laughs> Stretchy denim, though. Are you sure you want to see Miguel Sano in skinny jeans? You know what? And yeah, you gave this guy oh a point God, cramp session, Jonathan. Nice we work. Let's not work. do it. Nice
4: work, Jonathan. Prince Fielder in skinny jeans. What if you went
2: Canadian tuxedo, just full oh. denim uniform? I'm in
0: on that. <laughs> I'm in on that, yeah. No,
3: the only team that can do that is the Blue Jays. They're the only team allowed to do the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, we're going to wrap with Roycey when we come back here. Live at the Minnesota State Fair, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami and finally, the rain lifted, which is nice. But you know what? Even if it was raining, you got all kinds of safety features in these brand new Toyotas on the corner of Six Ninety Four and Brooklyn Boulevard. All kinds of. I was, uh, I was actually, <laughs> I was driving the other day. Um, I'm trying to remember who I was driving. I think I was driving. Yeah, I was driving my my uh, fiance's father, who was like had sort of a death grip on his door on the passenger side. He should. He didn't. He didn't need to. But I, I sort of sprung it on him. I said, "Look." This, this RAV4 will drive itself. Cruise control that senses how far away you are from not only the vehicle in front of you, but also the lines. And it'll auto-correct as it gets co- close to the lines. Now, it, it does make you put two hands on the wheel just for safety purposes. But uh, Toyotas have come a long ways with technology along with the rest of the industry. But they are pacing the industry in a lot of ways. Go in, stop in, open until 9 o'clock tonight, see my friends on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, a place my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. Back with more Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North.
3: 5.46 here at Score North, time for the Score North download, and uh, we talked a little bit about it during Purple Daily, but... Vikings fans, I want your thoughts on this guy after his performance Saturday.
2: Down and two, I-formation. Right Cardinal showing blitz. It's going to be a naked boot to the near side. A little dump pass to the tight end. The fullback at the 10, the
3: 5, into the end zone. Touchdown. 15-yard touchdown reception and run by the backup fullback, Carey Blassingate. No, that wasn't... I don't want your opinion on the backup fullback. I want it on the third-string quarterback because... He is the talk of Vikings Twitter right now. Kyle Slaughter, whether you think he is, as Mackie, was fighting Twitter. You're feeding into this? I am feeding into this. I want people Are responding to us on Twitter. Bleepster. At Score North, at, at SKOR North on Twitter, or and, you can and, just tweet at, right at Phil Mackie. Or at Matthew Collar. That's yeah, at Matthew, Matthew Collar. I'm sure he really H-E-W. would love that.
0: He loves fielding Kyle Slaughter questions. You can
3: find <laughs> us here at the State Fair every day, too, from noon to 6 right on Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. That's been your Score North download. Now back to the final segment today of Mackey and Jed with Rami.
4: That's exactly right. We're at the State Fair, and now it's time to wrap with a guy who's going to get nowhere near the State Fair. God bless him for it, Patrick Royce. Uh, well, Patrick,
1: well, a little wet out there today. I nothing but the beach of wet fair. That's fantastic. It but, was uh, pouring it, right. It's, blue, it's blueing up now, so, uh, you know, they'll be they'll be dried out when they get in the buses to come back. Hey Patrick, can you
4: can you help put just a little bit of veteran perspective on the fact that the love of the third quarterback goes back to? I, I remember Gino, but I'm sure it was before that because it's not in training camp. It's not the backup necessarily; it's the third quarterback, and this happens all the time. Yeah, but
1: we've never had one lighted up like we've never had one lighted up like this, have we? You're feeding I mean, into touches, it now. What's his passer rating? 158 on a scale of 156. Right? I mean, it's, uh, well, I've never seen him make a bad play. I got to say that. Then again, I've never seen him make a good play <laughs> either. Because uh, once they take, because the like you haven't watched a preseason game
0: in ten years, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't watch preseason. But if I do in the regulars league, then I certainly don't watch it. I've never seen him make a bad one. But I don't you you got you love it when it happens though. Know, I think it's fantastic. Is he already your uh, Egan everyman? Has he won the award yet, or not? For is he training, eligible? who was your training eligible? camp guy? I
4: don't think he was el- eligible because he's been around for oh, long now
1: his three years. A third year. Right? Yeah. Yep,
4: exactly. Well, hell, hell the, Colts,
1: the Colts need a quarterback. You know, maybe they can get that fifth round draft choice back. Wouldn't this be wonderful? Forget Kyle Status. We all have to be rooting for this guy. They just gave the fifth round uh, draft choice up. To stink, don't let him this place to a lot That oh, isn't is that fantastic. Pick? This is great. Yeah.
4: He missed two kicks on Saturday, and Zimmer was clearly not happy. Okay, his kicking yeah, motion well, is,
0: is super weird too. It's like, did they did they scout him? Like they just gave him a f- <laughs>
4: they, they just traded a fifth round pick. Like did, you guys, did you guys watch him kick a field goal? I was it was there, super yes. weird. He approached the ball like it was uh, avocado.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> I might hurt this ball. <laughs> Don't we have a, a new kicking guy on the staff? Don't we have a kicking specialist on the staff now? Didn't they Nate bring Kading. a kicker, kicking yeah. guru in?
4: Yes, yeah, they did. Nate Kading, he's their kicking consultant.
1: Oh, the kid from Iowa. Maybe he, Nate better watch it. He'll end up being kicking. He'll end up being their kicker if he does. If he makes two in a row, sorry, these guys do it. But it's. Uh, I would think that. uh what can he do in the last meaningless exhibition game to convince him to dump Dan Bailey? I, I can't believe he can convince him. And you know, getting, would they do that?
4: No, no, Bailey's going to make the team. Now, I, I think this kid's trying to survive as a punter and kickoff specialist, but the guy who's the punter, while actually has been better of late. I, but I keep telling Collard, you guys, I don't see Spielman cutting a guy that he just traded a fifth-round draft pick for. So we'll see. <laughs>
1: It would be great, wouldn't it, that they they drafted, and they used a fifth-rounder to draft one. They dropped him, and now they, they did this again. But the best part of the whole kicking drama would be if Blair Walsh is towing it up at the uh, uh, for the season opener for Atlanta. Uh, they, they must hate their kicker if they brought in Blair Walsh for a tryout. And
0: I just saw that Case Keenan was named the starting quarterback, at least to start the year for Washington. There could be a major revenge train just ready to... <laughs> Hold on the tracks here on the Viking schedule, Pat.
1: I think that uh, it is. If I have Case Keenum and I got a rookie, I am going to let the rookie sit there for a year. The Redskins aren't going to accomplish anything anyway. I'm still a firm believer in not throwing these guys into the fire and having them fail. And uh, I guess that makes me. Uh, yeah, an old-time guy when everybody had to wait at least two years. But uh, I, I think they're better off waiting than getting. But they throw them in there now,
3: and half of
1: them we've decided by the end, middle of their third year that they stink and they can't play. And we, we never really give them a chance to find out if they can play or not. They, they're making decisions on these quarterbacks way too soon. So I, I think playing Keenum a good idea to start with. But, uh, you know, who knows? The the trouble is the pressure now. If a guy plays like, they if they start off one and three and Keenum has a couple of bad games, they'll throw a hide they'll throw the kid the house State in there. That's just the way that works now.
2: Unless they trade for Kyle Sloter because uh, apparently he's Super Bowl ready. Patrick Royce, if you if you follow Vikings Twitter at all over the weekend, Kyle Sloter is the best quarterback I, on this roster, one of the best in the city. Uh,
1: I don't know where. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good day for Kirk uh, to go. Uh, to Kurt, for Kurtz to go three for thirteen, was it? And, and then have Kyle come in against that feisty fourth team defense and light it up. But it's uh, they 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 pretty much have to keep him on the roster, now, all right? They can't get rid of him. People go crazy if they did. not Although they won't keep three quarterbacks. So, does, does he look so good that somebody will play him when they put him on waivers?
4: I don't know about that. Maybe. I, I think they'll keep him, though. I think they'll keep three. Just they don't keep, have to, but I think three. they will. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> I love it, though, when this stuff happens. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Now, Zim actually just said something nice about him, though, uh, after the Saturday's game, right? Because before that, when they was asked about it, even you people don't see what's going on. You was know? his answer last week, so.
4: Yeah, well, Zim just said he gets out there and all. All he does is perform well, but his, the problem is Zim also, as callers point out, sees him at practice, and we don't. And I think that's where the faults come out.
1: Well, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun though when you have the the, the public uh, firing up, and boy, they're not. Uh, I don't think the public's on the eighty-four million dollars quarterback they're, they're, they're lukewarm on him at best, you know, uh it, it seems to me, but. You know, it, I would hate to judge him off, of, off of, uh, a uh, exhibition game, but people are willing to do that. got to do when you spend your time watching an exhibition game. You got to do something. You got to make some judgment, even if the team's not making any judgments. You do right.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. What do you think we're doing up there in that press box?
4: <laughs> yeah. We're very concerned. I, you know what, though? Cousins on Saturday, and I t- told you this on Unchained as well, he did his best every time he started to say that we screwed up to amend it to, I mean, I. <laughs> we can't do this. I mean, I can't do this. He's, he's working very hard to take responsibility. It's like he's a sophomore in high school. You're like, Kirk, you've got to take responsibility. So he's working very hard to do that.
1: Well, uh, but, but the thing about him is you know he doesn't mean it. <laughs> right. Oh, of course Even not. Even when he's saying that, you know he doesn't mean it. So that's, uh, he's, uh, his track record has been established for not taking uh, credit for a failure. But then the, guy, the quarterback we love better than anybody, Brett Favre, never took credit for any failure either. So, you know, he just did it <laughs> in a more... He just put the blame elsewhere in a more charming way. than He did, yeah. He was he was very
0: folksy about throwing tight ends and guards Sh- under did the Did Shang run the
1: wrong route? Yeah, I don't
0: know, maybe. maybe. Yeah.
4: Did Lord Holt miss the block? Yeah, but I think that's because he has a broken leg I mean, and he's Bull, playing through that. You didn't know Bull that. Lord knows
0: I've made mistakes in my career, too, just like that mistake Sully made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: All right, Pat. My favorite, day, my favorite is the day I like, where was it, John Dallas? Where were he? Two six interceptions. And he said, like, well, the shut up, I'm going to throw an eight today. Yeah. Oh, the, Ram, the, Ram, the
4: Rams game, the Rams playoff game, he was awful. And Whatever it yeah. was, he threw six, he said, yep. oh, yeah,
1: well, I'm going to eight. <laughs> That's amazing. That was
0: great. Uh, all right, Pat, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Unchained is uh, all right. It's coming up next. Hold See on. you, Pat. All right, Unchained and Royce on baseball. You can find Mondays and Tuesdays the at 6 o'clock on Score. Unchained
4: orders. features the debut... Of Luke, Patrick's grandson. Oh wow. oh wow. He was he was in studio for the taping and gives his hockey thoughts.
2: Hey, speaking of kids, real quick, uh question for you two. None of us on the show are parents. I should say that. Well, off Jonathan the Jonathan's a parent. Yeah, I'm saying the three of us. Um leashes on kids, yay or nay. I just saw a kid with a leash. Had like a he was wearing like a monkey backpack and it had like a long leash attached to it that mom was holding Seems on. Seems odd to me. I'm a yay. I'm a yay. I'm, a yay. I'm yeah. all for it. I wanna be I wanna be able to not pay
0: attention. So cool. I,
4: Get him a stroller. And I don't want to run over your kid. (laughs) We'll be back. Get him a stroller. Adult strollers. That's what I want. We're
0: back tomorrow. Maggie and Jump with Rami. Find us anywhere you find podcasts.